you're watching Today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to have you with us, and it's a great privilege and honor to get to connect with you. And partners, hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for helping us cover the earth with the word and connect everyone to the heart of God. Mom, you have a cool testimony that would really encourage, actually, no, you have a guest that we're interviewing and this really amazing guy that we get to interview today. Who is I our agree. Guest? It's Stephen Scott, and his book is on the Joseph Principles. And I tell you, this will, book will transform your life. It is so wonderful. And so you need to call in, get the book, our books, and pass them around. Truth needs to be passed on, Sarah. This is very important. It's really good. And you know, Mom, I know that this guest, we love Stephen Scott. Yes, I mean, we he's do. been friends with us for a long, long time. We enjoy then the interviews that we do with him really can impact and transform you. And just to encourage you, there's this really cool testimony. I kind of jumped ahead of myself. I got too excited. There's a cool testimony about Haley who called us to receive prayer for her son who is putting in his application for his dream school. And after receiving prayer, not only was he accepted into his dream school, but he also received a scholarship to help pay for the tuition. I know that God answers prayer. And so I just encourage you, you might be watching and you have needs in your life. You have financial needs. You might have um, uh, family needs, healing needs. You might have some decisions you have to, or you might have emotional needs. You might be struggling with depression. We would love to pray for you. And we know that God answers prayer. And I just want to say for a quick shout out, thank you partners again and again. You say, well, you do that all the time. Yeah, because you're so very important for us. So thank you so much. And let's join the interview now with Stephen Scott. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word and to connect everyone with the heart of God. Thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. Oh my goodness, do we have a treat for you. Holy buckets, you're gonna love this. If you've ever heard of the book, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, it's written by Stephen Scott. Super famous. I mean, it's like a best-selling book for all, lots and lots of years. And we have him as our guest for you today. So, Stephen, thank you for joining oh, us. Thank you, Mar Marilyn. You thank you, Sarah. Marilyn. <laughs> you we are, are so glad you're here. Yes. And, Stephen, you have this cool new book called The Joseph Principles. Mm -hmm. Joseph Principles, and on the front is this whole idea of the butterfly. Yes. It's interesting because one half is colored and one half is just kind of like the outline. Right. Why this contrast? Because that's how most people go through life and how most believers go through their Christianity with one wing developed. That butterfly, as beautiful as the one wing is, 
will never get off the ground. It can only fly in circles, okay? And it won't fly. It'll just stay on the ground. It's meant to fly, but the other wing has to be filled in. Well, as believers, as followers of Christ, he wants us to be whole. But we have people we can't forgive. We have grief we can't get through. Uh, We don't know God's love language. God has his own love language. And uh, everybody thinks it's worship and praise. That delights God, and he inhabits the praises of his people, but that's not his love language. Jesus revealed God's love language in John 14 when he's giving his end-of-game huddle with the disciples. And so we get into how can I love God the way he wants to be loved? And Christ is very specific. In fact, when we use his love language, Jesus promises that the Father will love us in a special way, that Jesus will love us in a special way, and Jesus will manifest himself, show himself, reveal his heart and mind to those people that love him using his love language. Then he goes on to say, when you use that love language, that the Father and he will come to us and pitch their tent with us, make their continual dwelling place with us. So right now he's with me because of this. When I get on that plane today, he'll be dwelling with me on the airplane. When I'm picked up by the Uber driver, he'll be dwelling, why? Because he keeps his promises and that's what he promises when we use his love language. Hmm. Totally cool. And you might be watching right now and you're like, I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, of course, grab your copy of The Joseph Principles because as you read through this, you'll understand and see and really experience not only God loving you, but also that intimacy and that connection, Mm. that flow, that love. It's kind of a continual and and really that's who Trinity is. I mean, Trinity is God in in the whole intimacy and relationship inviting us into that family. And and when you wrote the Joseph principle, you talk about like, it's an interesting combination because it's Joseph and Jesus. You right. kind of put them together. Right. Why did you do that? Well, Joseph had 12 attributes that every believer wishes they had, but we don't. Honestly, we fall so short of Joseph, it's crazy. Most successful businessman in history, nobody's ever topped that because he batted a thousand. Everything he did was successful. And uh, I don't know many people that bat a thousand. Um, but uh, how can we gain a vision for what God wants us to do? How can we accomplish that vision? So we have two chapters on how to determine visions. I'm not talking mystical. I'm talking where you want to accomplish. Say you want to improve your prayer life. That becomes your vision. So we show you how to create a vision map that'll take you from where you're at to where you want to be. And, um, and then we show you God's cycle for visions, which is birth of a vision, death of a vision, and then rebirth of the vision with his glory included. So um, what w- w- Joseph never taught us how to do any of that. Jesus did. So there's over 100 teachings of Christ in the book because he taught us how we can have every, how can I have a faith that believes in the sovereignty of God when something horrible has, everybody tells me, every believer will say, yeah, I believe God is sovereign. Watch what happens if they lose a spouse yeah. or a child to something terrible. Like we saw in Idaho, those three mm. or those four students that were terribly murdered. Yep. Did evil win? Did God lose? Mm. You may think he wasn't there. He was there. And guess what? He has not just this lifetime. He has all eternity to make it right. 
How could a loving God let the Holocaust happen? Yeah. Five million Jews slaughtered. Yeah. See, it wasn't his will that they go through that suffering, but we show the what's called the big flip. That's another chapter, how God takes even the most evil things ever done to us and flips them for his glory. And he has all, we have to stop thinking in the box of this life. He has all eternity to make things right and just and merciful and compassionate. He doesn't have to do it in front of us. He doesn't have to do it in this lifetime. So we show that, you know, in the in the chapter on God's sovereignty. Yeah, and you might be watching right now and you might be struggling thinking, you know, I've had these horrible things happen to me. Mm -hmm. We all have a kind of a list and you're like, well, my list is worse than your list. I don't know. <laughs> I can't compare lists, right? But I do know you and I, all of us, we have had horrible things happen in our lives. And you and I have asked God, why? And how could you? And if you're a loving God and all powerful, then, you know, and we wrestle with that. You and I have wrestled with that. I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of the Joseph Principles. This will help you walk through and experience and see and, and really get some freedom from some of those. Sometimes those questions constrict and, and enslave us and we mm -hmm. stay stuck in some of that stuff. And God says, I want to set you free. I want you to move forward with me. I have some really good things for you, but you're enslaved with some of these questions and frustrations and these emotions. So grab your copy of the Joseph Principles. It will super, super help you. And how have you experienced that in terms of your life and saying, okay, God, these bad things happen, but how did you get free from some of those questions and, well, and, and difficulties? Number one, I treasure hunted. And that's chapter one. We see you have these incredible treasures in trauma. They're always there, but they're buried in the rubble. So we show you how to literally in minutes, how to find the diamonds. And once you find those, then you can sincerely from your heart, not just your brain, thank God for the trauma. Now, I, I'm dealing with a woman right now whose daughter was murdered uh, right in front of her two children. Okay. <sighs> you don't treasure hunt the murder. You treasure hunt what is going to happen in that lady's life that's living and what's going to happen with her two children because God's going to end up winning. God always wins. Mm. Say it again. God always wins. And sometimes he waits till eternity. That's why Jesus in the, the last beatitude, he says, when people treat you terribly, when they say terrible things about you, even if they, you know, do the worst of the worst against you. Rejoice greatly because great is your reward in heaven for they did the same things to the prophets. They did the same thing to Christ. So what happens when I realize that life's not just about this life, okay? That we can rejoice. Now, I teach people, parents, how to uh, help their kids through bullying, and once they learn this one simple principle, and it's in the Joseph principles, they never have to worry about their kids being bullied because the kids will realize that that bully, every time he hits me, every time he says something terrible, every time he puts something terrible on the internet, guess what? God's going to use that to store up treasures for me in heaven that I can't build myself. That's what it says in, in the very last beatitude in Matthew 5 first 10 verses yeah. or first 12 verses. So uh, we show you that. You don't have to be enslaved to anything. 
Forgiveness. People have the wrong concept of forgiving. They, they equate forgiveness with reconciliation. They're two completely different things. You don't have to reconcile. In fact, if a man is abusive to kids and wife, I don't recommend rec uh, reconciliation until he goes through a transformation. And if he never goes, there's never reconciliation. But the word forgiveness, we have a whole chapter on it, means to release, untie. It literally means to untie and set free and grant a pardon for their offense toward you, not mm. toward others. This is so wonderful that we release it, mm -hmm. let it go. And you say, well, I can't, it keeps coming back. Let it go, let it go. And pretty soon it goes. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. God bless you. And today is the best day of your life. Why? Why is it the best day of my life? Because Jesus Christ Hallelujah. lives big in me today and also in you if you have him as your savior. It's wonderful. Marilyn and Sarah have been covering the earth with the word on television for over 50 years. But television isn't the only way their ministry can be viewed. Today with Marilyn and Sarah can be seen on platforms such as YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, as well as podcasts on iTunes and Google. It's easier than ever to be encouraged with God's work at home, work, or on the go. You can replay any program at any time. Tune in and be blessed. Hey there, I want to encourage you to download our app on your phone. You're like, really serious? Absolutely. We have some amazing things on our app, really convenient for you. We have today's program. We have opportunities to pray for you. We have places for you to give and partner with us. We also have things that will help you know what events are coming up and group tours that you could join, as well as a Bible reading plan, daily Bible reading plan. This app is super relevant, very convenient, and super helpful for your daily living with Jesus. Has life gone the way you thought it would? Or has fear, doubt, anxiety, and despair replaced your feelings of safety, security, and confidence? For your gift of $35 or more, we will send you Stephen Scott's book, The Joseph Principles, featuring the biblical figure who suffered trauma after trauma, yet used his suffering as a tool. This book gives you what you need to heal your hurts and successfully navigate through your current trials and any future adversities. We will also send you Sarah's Hey God Can We Talk book, Marilyn's Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hangups teaching CD, and our Trust Scripture card. And for your gift of $85 or more, we will send you our beautiful healing prayer shawl. This anointed piece will help you enter into His presence to receive healing. Take hold of your abundant life. Call or click today for this powerful offer. Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Now, Stephen, when we took a break, we were talking about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Tell us more. Okay. People have the wrong idea of forgiveness. They think if I forgive somebody, I've got to huddle in and kumbaya and it's time, hey, everything's restored to back to where it was. No, that has nothing to do with forgiveness. Forgiveness means to untie and release. And it came to mean in the hundred years preceding the life of Christ, that word came to mean granting a pardon. So what you do, you release the person 
you untie yourself, you release them, you grant them in your heart and mind a pardon for what they did to you or the person that you love that they did it to. And, but now if that person violated the law, let's say they beat up a child or something like that, you can't pardon them from their responsibility to receive justice. That's up to the state, court, city, wherever the infraction. So that's not what it is. It's you granting them a pardon for your their offense toward you. It doesn't mean reconciliation. That's a whole different subject. And there are conditions for reconciliation. And a good counselor doesn't say, oh, just go back. No, no. There has to be redemption and transformation that, that separated somebody in the first place. So we show how to forgive. I've had to forgive people from, I've had a lot of terrible things done to me in my lifetime. And guess what? I've done some terrible things, horrible, horrible things that, that where I brought, I brought uh, disgrace to the name of Christ. I did terrible things as a Christian. And, and, um, and so some people have forgiven me, some haven't. And, um, but I, I, that humbles me every single day. Every single day, I stand amazed at God's grace and mercy towards Steve Scott. And, uh, but as far as my responsibility, there's some people that a while, very recently, uh, they basically stole a company from me in my, in my venue. Now they would say, no, we didn't do anything wrong, you know, but, but that's between them and the Lord. But I have a choice. I can keep tied up and not forgive, or I can release them. And guess what I do? I'm even told to pray for those who abuse me and despitefully use me. And so I, that's what I can do. I can follow Christ and I can actually pray for their redemption. And so there's always things we can do, but we show you how the technical, what you need to do to forgive somebody, and they don't even need to know you forgave them. That's that you may tell them, you may not, but you do because they'll say, oh, what do you mean? Forgive me. You're the one that did all the crud. Mm -hmm. You need to call and you need to get the book or books and you need to let us pray. So we have a big God. He does big things in you and in me. And you know something too, you're watching right now and I'll bet you you have some people that, that it's a struggle for you with forgiveness right? You're like, well, they did and they deserve and they should and they need to pay. And, and, and there's all those things that kind of roll in your head, but we want to pray with and for you that God would help you to release and to untie. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And of course, grab your copy of the Joseph Principles. Great, great steps through this to help you on that whole forgiveness thing. And, you know, I was thinking about this, Stephen, forgiveness in, in the Greek is a fail, meaning to let go, to mm -hmm. release. And it also is Apoleo, mm -hmm. and it means to untie. So right. those words that you're using are literally, and I've been reading that in the Greek lately. I'm like, hey, that's exactly what oh, yeah. Jesus said, Apheo and Apoleo, and that's exactly it. And, and But the other thing, you ever have this idea that you have to keep your forgiveness fresh? Yes, and here's the thing. You don't have to forgive once and for all. So you go ahead, you untie them, you release them. Guess what happens? The adversary, because the lack of forgiveness separates you from God. Jesus said over and over again, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Right. Ooh, I, I right. want to be forgiven. Okay. And uh, so every time that something comes up, that all of a sudden you say, oh, 
I'm so angry at that person. I was just reminded by what they did. I saw them drive by. Guess what? You forgive them again, Father. And we show you how to forgive. See, you forgiving them has nothing to do with them. It has to do, and we show you this because Christ showed it, uh, it has to do with you being for, having been forgiven. He forgave the billion dollar sin debt with you and the greatest offense anybody can do toward you is a $10 offense by comparison. So we take you to the cross and you don't forgive because they deserve it or because they've repented. You forgive because he's forgiven you. And Christ really made that point. So that in the forgiveness chapter, we show you. Nobody has to say, we had one lady that hadn't forgiven her husband for 18 years. And she went through this material and she finally said, I'm free. I'm free. She forgave him. She didn't reconcile because he ran off with a secretary, left her to raise three kids. And, uh, but guess what? For the first time in 18 years, she could move into intimacy with the father and son. You can't be intimate with God if you can't forgive. Mm -hmm. It blocks that intimacy. You can know about God. You just can't move into a union with him. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this kind of an interesting picture. In Africa, there's a certain kind of monkey mm -hmm. that they can trap and catch. And what they do is they put food in a jar uh, and they put like a little hole in the top of the jar and the monkey puts his hand into the jar to grab the food. And then when he tries to pull it out, he can't get, he can't out. get out because he won't let go. Go. Yep. And that's what the enemy does. Amen. The that's a great word picture, yep, Sarah. The enemy says, hold on, hold on. Remember, go back, rehearse, nurse, rehearse, and the pain and relive it and experience it over and over and over. And Jesus is saying, your freedom comes from release. Yes. And guess what? It's keeping you from coming into the present exactly. moment where God dwells. God mm -hmm. dwells in the moment mm -hmm. that we're in, the present moment. And, it, and the all of, all of the sins against us are in the past, even if it was 10 minutes ago. Yeah. See, it's not in the present moment. Mm -hmm. We want to live. We have a whole chapter on how to turn off the power of the past and the future, the power of worries, fears, stress, anger, uh, the, the power of discouragement. Anger is actually when you're focusing on the past. Fear is when you're focusing on the future. And it's not like you come into the present moment once and for all. You have to do it in the moment. But when you do, all of a sudden, God fills you with his presence when you're in the moment. And you can bless anybody he, that shares that moment with you and God. And so I, I'll be in airports. I talk to perfect strangers. They don't think I'm nuts. I'll stop a soldier. This is my norm. If I see him passing me, I'll say, hey, can I just take a moment and thank you for everything you've done for me and my family, my wife, myself, my seven children, my 14 grandchildren. We all have freedom because of what you do. And they always say the same thing. They always say, well, thank you, sir. And I'll say, could I take 60 seconds and just pray for you before you go to your deployment? Nobody's turned me down yet. And wow. oftentimes they look up, tears in their eyes, and they'll say to me, I'm going to my deployment, a different person than I was 10 minutes ago. And guess what? That's coming into the moment. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus, we, we use John 4, 435. He said, don't, don't uh, say there are yet four months and then I'll harvest. He says, behold, come in, wake up. Look at the harvest that's right in front of you. 
and start harvesting. That doesn't mean preaching the gospel. That means being what Jesus wants you to be in the moment you're in. Maybe they need a shoulder, an ear, a hug. Uh, maybe they need a word, okay? But it's being in his place. He's in you if you've become a follower of Christ. You, he can only express himself in the moment. So that's a whole chapter. How can I actually start coming into the moment? When a person does that on day one, guess what? Changes their whole day. Changes the day of the people they're present with. That's true. Don't you love this? You need to order at least five books. And I want you to say today is the best day of my life. Why? Because mm. Jesus Christ lives big in me. Amen. It's really good. And you know something? I know that in that moment when Jesus says the harvest is in front of you, it relates to the Samaritan woman. Mm. And the disciples were trying to get Jesus to eat lunch. And in that moment, at that time, lunch wasn't the issue. It was the people that were the issue. And, and God has wisdom for you to know what is this moment. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, that you're not just trapped in the past or stuck in the future and all that, but grab your copy of The Joseph Principles, and it will help you to live in this moment with God today. Has life gone the way you thought it would? Or has fear, doubt, anxiety, and despair replaced your feelings of safety, security, and confidence? For your gift of $35 or more, we will send you Stephen Scott's book, The Joseph Principles, featuring the biblical figure who suffered trauma after trauma, yet used his suffering as a tool. This book gives you what you need to heal your hurts and successfully navigate through your current trials and any future adversities. We will also send you Sarah's Hey God Can We Talk book, Marilyn's Overcoming Hurts, Habits, and Hangups teaching CD, and our trust scripture card. And for your gift of $85 or more, we will send you our beautiful healing prayer shawl. This anointed piece will help you enter into his presence to receive healing. Take hold of your abundant life. Call or click today for this powerful offer. This has been such a powerful interview. Stephen, would you pray for audience to have miraculous living? Sure, I'd love to, thank you. Father, first of all, I just thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that you didn't leave us orphans, uh, that after you sent your Son, you sent your Holy Spirit. I pray for every member in this audience, Father, that they will want to move from wherever they are in their relationship with you, that they can begin to move toward intimacy with you, that they'll learn uh, the love language that Jesus talks about in John 14 and love you the way you want to be loved, Father and that they'll love your son. We thank you for the promises of scripture that you haven't left us alone. Uh, Father, I ask that you would give them hope right now, well-founded, confident belief that that which you've promised will be fulfilled because that is hope. I pray that they might come to know the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they might grow their faith. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to say today, is the best day of my life because Jesus Christ lives big in me today. Amen. That's so good. And you know, as well, if you have a need in your life, we'd love to pray for you. You can hop on the phone, get on the website for any need, financial need, a physical need, maybe a, a family need, any of those things. God can absolutely come in and bring redemption and, and absolutely improvement, upgrade, 
from anything you're struggling with. So hop on the phone, give us the opportunity and privilege to pray with you and grab your copy of The Joseph Principles. It will change your life. Mm -hmm.